Hey, Rabbi. Good morning. Buddy, how you doing? You know, you got three girls and a wife, and you just come in sometimes. I can tell they've just been, you know, one of those nights where all the three girls jumped in bed and said, Daddy, I can't sleep. And how you doing this morning? It was one of those nights last night. Okay, okay. So I got a, I got a phone call from my wife. My wife lost her car keys. My wife works down in Boca, down at FAU. So I said, you know, I'll call the insurance company, call the, call the car place, this and the other. It turned out, well, you know, it'd be like $500, and it'll take hours for them to cut a new key. So finally, at, at, at 8.30 last night, as I'm trying to get my kids to bed, she said, look, I hate to do this. Do you mind coming down? So I said to my kids, let's go, get in the car. And my oldest goes, thanks, Dad. I just, you know, you know, there's some times where you're just like really comfortable in the car and you just want to sleep in the car. And I go, well, you got it now for the next two hours. So get comfortable. And as I rolled in last night at 11 o'clock um, and my kids all went to bed, it, it was one of those days, one of those nights. Well, we're going to be talking more about those kids. And our youth. And our youth. And That's the power of the next generation. The power of the next generation. Are they misunderstood? You know, or or is there something going on with, with us as the parents? We put a lot of attention or as the adults on these on this youth. And um, we we both know a gal in town um, who's mm-hmm. who's got who's got some really good insight on this. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, she's right here. Wait, wait, is that you, Jennifer? Hello, Christian Anderson. So mm-hmm. so so we have uh, you know Miss Jennifer Jones here from Starstruck Theater. Yes. So Jennifer, you you happen to be around a lot of these 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 youth. I am around this youth, uh, this generation, all the time, every day, seven days a week, and they are incredible, amazing young people filled with. Uh, an energy that is exuberant and keeps me going. And it's not only you just being a teacher, you're also this creative director in their life, too. So you get to see some vulnerabilities that not the average. I am. And I love that you use that word, Christian. The word vulnerable is Mm -hmm. a really important word to me in my life and in my teaching life and my mentoring life because you cannot be uh, an actor. You cannot sing a song and tell a story without being vulnerable mm-hmm. and and wearing it, owning it, understanding it. Um, and so being vulnerable is uh, is an important word in my life. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, so this show is all about, it's titled Youth Gone Wild, but I have a feeling there's gonna be some flipping the script here because Jennifer is always known to do that. She'll turn things upside down and you know, make you think about it. Um, you know, the, when we did the previous episode where the rabbi said, hey, you made me talk about the one-man show, and Jennifer and her husband Peter were a big piece of bringing that to life. So it's uh, and she she's poked at me to get more and more vulnerable on stage. So and that was an amazing show, is an amazing show, and it's a show that you need to take across the country and talk about affecting the youth. Um, they need to hear your story and and see your vulnerability on stage, Christian, and know the the difficult choices that you had to make because watching adults make choices is something children have to watch Mm -hmm. and learn from okay absolutely so we're going to continue with that theme here putting the attention on us maybe it's not the youth is it us so stay tuned on this podcast because uh the script will be flipped enjoy share like love peace The opinions expressed on this program are those of the program hosts and their guests and are not necessarily those of WSTU, St. Mary's Episcopal Church, and Temple Bait Hyam. Products that may be mentioned are not necessarily intended as an endorsement. Any reproduction or retransmission of this broadcast is strictly prohibited. And now WSTU presents A Priest 
and a rabbi. Call in with questions and comments at 2209788. 220WSTU. Now, here's your host. Good morning, Stuart, Florida. It is Father Christian and Rabbi Matthew Durbin, the most handsome rabbi you have seen this side of the Jordan River in the studio night right next to me it's a priest and a rabbi check it out middle east come learn something so we are here in the studio today talking about lots of good things um and and the title of today's show is youth gone wild that's a question mark youth gone wild so we want to you know there's a lot of talk rabbi about our, our youth Today, you know, it seems like every generation does this, right? Every generation criticizes and says, oh, they don't get it. They're lost. They're selfish. But I was reading on psychology today. There are psychologists are actually talking about this is actually in a whole other level. Maybe it's because of social media and everyone can has a voice now. But the amount of negative criticism and negative commentary upon Gen Y, Gen Z and whatever the next gens are about being selfish, about being self, self-involved, self about not really caring, all these things that are not really very pro. Um, have you been noticing this, my friend? You know, I think, I think a large part of it, too, is the competitive nature of where our kids are today. You know, when I was growing up, my mother would always say uh, in the dead of winter, um, get outside. Go build a fort out of those bricks that were cluttering dust outside. Unless it's 100 below zero, be active. And I think today a lot of our kids are trying to find that outlet that allows them to express themselves in ways that you know perhaps they, they haven't been able to. Today... Yeah, I think that there's a lot of challenges with our kids. All right. So, to, to, you know, full disclosure here, Rabbi Matthew, you've never turned into the sh- tuned into the show, um, also has three children, right? So he, uh, he has three daughters, so he has an insight that's a, a little, look much greater than, than myself. Uh, I am married, and uh, I, have, I have one in the oven, so we're expecting one in, in three months. So we, uh, but out of the Good luck. Sh- thank Good you. Luck. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Enjoy the sleep now. Thank you. That's what everyone, no one says anything positive. They're just like, oh my gosh, oh, next 18 years, oh, whoa. Then you'll have to get freedom again. Well, as they say, you know, um, welcome to the first day of never sleeping and never stop worrying. This, this just the, it's just so so positive. It's just amazing. All the stuff I get from all my friends and family <laughs> and my rabbi. Um, also, too, if, if you are new to this show, we uh, also have a podcast. So this all gets chopped up and edited, thrown on to the worldwide webbles, and you can go onto any platform. But if you go onto iTunes and you listen to this podcast, please leave a comment. Even if you hate us, even if you're like that priest is a complete, you know what? Say that on there because even when you leave a negative comment, it helps promote the podcast. Um, and uh, from iTunes. But anywhere that you listen to it. So, all right. So we like on the show, Rabbi, you know, we're just a couple dudes at the end of the day. And we like to bring on experts. We like to bring up people who really got their, their, their ear to the ground on these topics, right? When we talked about Mormonism, we brought on a Mormon. Talked about Jehovah's Witnesses, we brought on Jehovah's Witness. We talked about 
Christian scientists. We brought, so we're talking about the youth gone wild. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring on someone who's wild, who knows the youth. Mm-hmm. All right? No. We're bringing on someone who's uh, really here in Martin County. Um, she and her husband have really have, have created this, uh, uh, this, this, this beautiful artistic home that's way more than that for the youth of Martin County to come to not only learn and grow and to be artists, but to learn about confidence, self-identity, um, leadership, maturity. Um, and we're going to allow her to talk talk about what that is like but we have jennifer jones the founder and artistic director our starstruck theater also knows you rabbi pretty darn well mm-hmm. i have had the honor of really getting to know her very well over the last year because she really her and her husband really helped bring my one-man show to light so jennifer jones welcome to a priest and a rabbi Thank you, Christian. It is amazing to be here with both of you. I am like so pumped. I am in between two of the most amazing leaders in our community. So what a great way to start my day. Well, look, well that's a great way to introduce this. The check is in the mail. The check is in the mail. <laughs> so Jennifer, uh, you know, we, we thought of you immediately. We've been wanting to get you on the show forever. We know you are slammed. Yes. Uh, you and your husband just just nonstop. I know you guys work like 23-hour days. Um, so thank you for, for, for being here. And we actually have Peter here in the studio, too, which he is amazing. Is. He's here to show me support. Oh, wow. um, so, <laughs> Jennifer, we thought of you, though, because we want to talk about – we've talked about the youth on here before. We've had different people who are involved with uh, youth formation, whether we had uh, youth group kids from my church. We've had youth leaders from uh, from, from the rabbi's uh, synagogue and from, from, from my church as well. Mm-hmm. But you bring a whole different perspective, right? You get, you get kids who are coming to an artistic home, and I think when you involve the arts in youth formation, there is an innate vulnerability that comes with that because as an artist, you got to open up and say, ah, right? You got to say, here I am, world. And so it's got to be a place that's trusting, that's safe, and uh, there's got to be a rich community there. And you have that in ACEs there. And so you've seen a lot. You know a lot. And you know a lot about the pulse of what's going on with our youth. And there's so much criticism that's said about the youth. And I think that's it's 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 a there's there has to be a misunderstood generation because of what is being said about our youth in all the different articles, you would think that we're going to hell in a handbasket. Um, so let's start off this way. Are our youth selfish, self-involved? just social media invested, don't really care about the future kind of kids who don't know nothing about a good work ethic. Is that true? Absolutely not. Mm. Uh, Absolutely not. I think that um, we're actually living in an era where our young people have an amount of empathy that generations have never seen before. Um, I think that their, uh, their lives on social media while, of course, it is to to see the competition, so to speak, um, to be on top of what's going on, inherent in that is to be on top of what's going on, is to know what's going on in the news, what's going on with music, what's going on with anything that they are interested in, and they just have access to it like we never did before. So I... I 100% believe in the goodness of young people and in the importance of uh, how they are directed hmm. and you know literally and figuratively from from speaking from my theatrical world but um, they are amazing young people who 
who care so deeply, and, and there are pressures in that. There are a lot of pressures in caring so deeply, and I think that's part of the problem, mm. part of what leads to their depression, is they are overwhelmed with information that they truly care about, which is the opposite of being selfish, and then it majorly affects them. So mm. all of this really just is gonna go back to parenting and teachers and mentors and the positive people in these children's lives who can really direct, redirect, um, how they are thinking about what it is they're immersing themselves in, what it is they're seeing, reading, etc. Hmm. You know, it's it, it's it's interesting that the the niche that you and certainly Peter have brought to, you know, not only Stewart but Martin County and certainly like almost like the, the tri county area, right from mm-hmm. Palm Beach and elsewhere, where yes. you know a lot of your students come in and you take them through this incredible program of preparation right mm-hmm. they prepare for a lot of their um uh debuts on 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 on, on the world platforms. stage exactly, exactly right and and you know much like father anderson and, and and certainly we do at the temple when we prepare our children for a lifelong uh um, um lifelong involvement with christianity or certainly for us for judaism is that there's a great deal of responsibility that we put on our shoulders as i know that you know you do as well and yes. you know through your program uh, I would assume that there's a high degree of maturity that you take our students through, mm-hmm. that there is ownership, there is responsibility. I there- think, uh, Rabbi, I think I, I'm, I'm hearing you loud and clear, and I think the word is expectation. Mm-hmm. And we have very, very high expectations at Starstruck. And I, and I believe that that is literally what sets us apart mm-hmm. from other children's theaters, why we have the notoriety that we do on a national level. Um, and I believe that the expectations that we set at Starstruck should be set by every teacher and every mm-hmm. school and every children's theater and just every, every home. Um, if you don't set the bar high, well, what do they have to to rise to, mm-hmm. right? And, and and we can talk about that in terms of our character as human beings, but for children, it's really really important. And I, I, you know, I direct on stage if we want to talk about a show. I direct them the exact same way as I do when I direct professionals on mm-hmm. stage. I do not speak differently. I don't use different language. I don't dumb anything down. Um, I expect them to be off book. I expect them to know their lines. I expect them to work hard. I expect them to rehearse when they're not with us. Um, And you know, there's a beautiful thing that goes along with that because they are immersed when they are there. And when they are there, they're not allowed to have their phones. Um, and so they're doing something that they love. You know, you, you talked about that when you first got on air today. And because I am also from that generation of mm-hmm. go play outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great because that's all we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were doing one thing. You know, we weren't doing homework, but the phone is on the desk. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't eating dinner, but the phones are out and everyone's checking emails while we eat. I mean, you were doing one thing at a time. You were immersed in one thing at a time. And that was a beautiful mm. thing mm-hmm. and something that I think is sorely missing in our families' homes today. Um, you know, I think parents have to remember that they have control, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to stop worrying if their child is popular or not because that's really unimportant. They think it's important, but to place the values um, on on just much more important mm-hmm. things and popularity. And if they just understand just that one thing, that will enable them to remove the phones from their children's lives. 
Um, but this, this immersion in something that you are passionate about. So when a child finds Starstruck and they love to sing or they love to dance, act, whatever their outlet is, they are are in it, in it to win it. Mm-hmm. They want to be the best they can be. And, you know, we have teachers that push them to be the best that they can be. Um, but that's so important for kids, whether they're doing theater, whether they're in sports, um, you know, to, for them to find something that they love. And you know what? It might be riding their bicycle outside. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You Children should do that. It's funny. When I'm here, this is the first time I've actually heard it put this way, is that in preparation for the show, looking over these articles and hearing all the different commentary upon, if, it's hard to put this in just particular generations, but let's say like Gen Z and then on. So I think Gen Z is after millennials, and then I don't even know what the names of the other generations after that. So you see, uh, you see Jennifer... Uh, everywhere from six months all the way till high yeah. school so let's yes. just focus on like middle school and high school sure uh what i just heard you say was the, let's stop putting the focus on the youth the youth the responsibility of our mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. is those who form the youth those are the teachers those are the parents those exactly. are us as the mentors and so if we're ha- if we're also bent out of shape about these youth folks who are the common ones are selfless and selfish uh and don't have a strong work ethic well, who's forming them? Right. So what are, what are we us. doing about that? Maybe I mean, we're not being intentional about creating the structures. How can you complain about a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, you know, these, these middle school kids? Well, if you're complaining about how they are acting and their behavior, then we have to change that. And it's really hard to start changing it when they're 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's not hopeless. You can do a lot with a, with a 10-year-old. However, we need to start doing that when they're young. So, hmm. Christian. Start thinking now. You got three months to prep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's, it's but good seriously, skills, it right? starts right away, and and parents just have to remember that they make the rules. They um, they create the environment in their home. You know, I hate to just use the word rules because it sounds so you know hardcore. But you you're creating an environment. You wake up and and when your children wake up, is the TV on or are we talking to each other? Mm-hmm. On Saturday mornings, is it television or are you playing some music? What kind of environment do you want in your home? Is it everybody's up and everyone immediately has their phones? Or are we going to have a bowl of cereal for a whopping five minutes and then pick up your phone? I mean, there are so many little tiny things that you can do in your home to create the environment. Mm. And remember, that environment is also in there heads Mm -hmm. that environment those moments in the morning those routines that you establish they carry that with them all day they get to look forward to something to come home to when they are feeling stress and they are feeling pressure when they're at school and that's a whole thing i'm sure we'll we'll talk about Mm -hmm. but wouldn't it be great for them to know but uh when i go home it's all gone and it's just me it's Mm -hmm. just my family Mm -hmm. it's just my siblings and I can relax from those outside pressures. But you know what? If those phones are on, they can't. They cannot separate them. So, so just to just to um, you know pick up Jennifer on what you had had, had just mentioned, because I think it's actually very significant. Is how do you, as a professional who sees uh, tons of kids, and when they come in, if they bring with them that emotional baggage, or oh. I've had a bad day, I've been bullied, I've been this, that, and the other, I can, I can. Um, Welcome to my life. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, I think, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I would assume that, uh, you know, for some of these kids, that the the 
the the space and the environment that you create says you can be yourself you can you can come here as somebody else you can you can really reframe who you are mm -hmm. but when you see the child that is not on top of their game or you know something is just really pressing with them what do you do i mean do we do you stop rehearsal do you bring that child uh, uh you know in a in a private safe space and say mm -hmm talk to me what what's really going on so this is exactly what goes on um, children come in with all of the baggage and all of the pressures and anxieties that they are feeling and some of those come from their home life some of them uh, it comes from bullying and things that are going on in school and we do exactly what you're saying first of all we have the most friendly warm inviting just kind of like our lobby area and I have heard so many times from so many different students for the last 20 years that when they walk into their purple home mm. they breathe it's like their first breath of the day. And these are literal words from countless students. So right away, they are more relaxed. And why? Starstruck is an anti-bullying place. Does it mean we've never had someone who is acting inappropriately? Of course, they're kids. But we shut it down mm -hmm. so fast, which is something I wish the schools mm -hmm. would do Absolutely. in a more aggressive manner because they can. But um, to answer your question, Rabbi, when I see someone struggling, which you can see that in a child's eyes, mm -hmm. you know, um, whether it's me, whether it's one of my other team members at Starstruck, we will always give the child a hug if they want a hug, ask them what's going on. You know, we don't go directly to the problem, like what's wrong. Mm -hmm. With certain kids, we do. Certain mm -hmm. kids we know really, really well. Certain kids, we, we know what their journey is. We know the problems that already exist and are, are present for them all the time. So that child, we may more quickly take into an office and say, so what happened mm -hmm. today? How's it going? For the most part, the children come to us, which is wonderful because it's a very safe environment. Mm -hmm. um, and we're very respectful. Um, we let them tell the story they want to tell. It's very hard for a lot of children to tell the truth about what's going on mm -hmm. in their worlds. They're afraid for a variety of reasons. But if you can create an atmosphere that is loving, that is safe, um, they love to talk. Mm -hmm. They are yearning to be heard. Mm -hmm. They are yearning to be heard. I really want to repeat that because I think that there is this um, thought out there by parents that they are on their phones because they don't want to communicate. Mm -hmm. I think that is a major, major fallacy. They absolutely want to communicate. But if you're on your phone, why shouldn't they be mm -hmm. on theirs? When you are on your phone, it says to them, it sends this very strong message that you are not communicating with them. So then they retreat into their, their phone. So I think that, um, that parents should really embrace this idea that their child wants to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's starstruck because it's a very uh, cell phone free zone. We're already engaged with them because we're looking at each mm -hmm. other. If I even am in the lobby and I see kids, like it's between classes, and let's say they have their phone out, I go right up to them and I'm like, okay, you are sitting next to another human being. Let's put the phones away and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And they giggle, and then right after the insecure giggle, they engage. Mm -hmm. And 
it's instantaneous. You don't have to try hard. Mm -hmm. Just tell them to do it. Give them the directive. So, um, so we have a lot of kids with a lot of issues. They get worked out there. They are able to talk about it. And then they get involved in an activity, singing, dancing, performing, rehearsing, and it all falls away. Hmm. When, you, when you look at a 20-plus a, a career in in Martin County and certainly with 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 Starstruck in terms of go back 20 years ago to the way you had directed students yeah. as opposed to today's challenging world of iPhones and tablets and uh, you know unplugging what do you see as as you know the greatest challenge facing our youth today and the greatest challenge 20 years ago mm. That is a loaded question. Mm -hmm. The greatest challenge facing our youth. Um, so 20 years ago, the moment it was time for snack, everyone sat around the circle and mm -hmm. talked and had a snack, mm -hmm. and that was it. Now it's time for snack, and people want to, kids want to reach for their phones. Mm -hmm. And they want to reach for their phones because they are so afraid of missing some piece of information, right? And so this is balancing what I said at the beginning, mm -hmm. which is which is the, the positives of that. The negatives are they will be berated by their friend group if they don't know every single solitary thing going on. Mm -hmm. If someone is broke up with someone or the hottest, you know, what whatever it is, right? So I think that's that's major. And again, in an environment like Starstruck, other after-school clubs just make the rules no phones, and that will that will heal so much. Mm -hmm. So much healing can occur if they just take that away from them, um, even for a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's not a, a panacea for for all of it, but certainly a few hours a day will help. Um, but the big difference is really this idea of this the social media. Mm -hmm. I, I think it just it plays a massive role. Um, children are you know, I was listening to um, I was listening to Dennis Prager do you listen to Dennis mm -hmm. Prager mm -hmm. so um, conservative mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking actually about the rate of depression for college kids mm -hmm. and it's funny I'm bringing this up because I'm between a priest and a rabbi um, but we like to refer to it as a rabbi and a priest. A rabbi and a priest. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to work on the branding, so uh, we're still a priest and a rabbi. Do you hear that joke about a priest, a rabbi, and a director walk into a bar? I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he talked about uh, he was talking about depression and, and all of the stuff with college age kids, and the lack of community that they leave their home mm -hmm. and then they leave their community. The lack of religion in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, all of these things that that bring joy, friendships, dating, you know, this idea of, well, no, I'm not going to date. I mean, I'm in college. I, I've got to prepare for my career, and everything is career-focused, career-focused. And all of these beautiful parts of life, community, religion, whether it's temple, church, whatever, friendship, um, you know, talking about, does he like me? Should I go out with him if he asks? All these things have, have been taken away mm -hmm. from college kids. Well, let's go to middle school, high school, it's the same thing. There is pressure. You know, we're not going outside and riding our bicycles and just hanging out after school. There's pressure to find 
a career that you love when you're 12 years old? How are you going to focus, focus, focus on this one thing so that you're great, so that it gets you a scholarship when you go to college? Now, look, I am living in a world where I am training kids to do that kind of thing. But I can tell you, Starstruck is not there to put kids on Broadway. If it happens, great. Mm-hmm. And it's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that is not how it was created, why it was created, and it's still not what we do. We are there to instill confidence in young people. We are there to imbue them with, with a greater sense of self-esteem and self-worth, and we do it through the arts, just like a tennis coach does it through tennis. Mm-hmm. But it is not this like singular thing and the only thing that a child should be doing. My students at Starstruck, when they are getting ready to actually be super focused and go that BFA, you know, route for college, I'm like, all right, what else are you doing with your time? What music are you listening to that's not a Broadway show? Mm-hmm. What books are you reading that has nothing to do with a play or, or theater? Um, you know, how are you broadening your perspective and your point of view? These are really, really important things that create a human being. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to talk about being an actor, well, you better be a, a broad thinking, broad-minded human being, mm. because you're going to be telling the stories of human beings. Mm. And there's mm. nothing more important as an artist than understanding the human condition. So as a child, as teachers, as parents, as, as we have, as a community are raising these children, you cannot be singularly focused. You have to be part of your community, part of your temple or your church, um, part of a friend group that's not just on social media, on mm-hmm. Instagram and Snapchat and, and all of these mm-hmm. things that, uh, so, you know, and, and you know, I uh, to answer your question, Rabbi, I have to learn about hashtags and uh, all the new lingo and, you know, and, and, and I am on this social media. I am trying to keep up mm-hmm. with what's going on because it makes me a better, a stronger educator, you know, to not get lost in it, but to know what the what the social conversation is about right right and that's really important we're on air right now with uh, jennifer jones of uh, starstruck theater and we are talking about uh, un- the, the youth gone wild trying to understand or looking to understand uh the the generations that are uh here the younger generations that get an awfully bad criticism um throughout uh, different platforms and in the media. And we were, we're looking to understand it better. We sound like uh, we're, we're sort of uh, uh, visitors in, in, in a foreign land. Like, who are these people? Let's understand. So we're going to keep on digging deeper in this. The number here is 772-220-9788. If you have a, a, a question for Jennifer or for the rabbi, for myself, call in. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper into this. Like, So what, what do we do now with this information? And uh, we love how Jennifer is just flipping the script on us. It's not about the kids, actually. It's about us adults because we're the ones who are forming them. We'll be right back. You're listening to a priest and a rabbi podcast. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to subscribe. And please leave a rating and a review, five-star rating and a positive review if you can. We certainly appreciate it. That is the best way to make sure that others out there just like you can find this podcast. 
If you want to get in contact with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin, you can do so by emailing a priest and a rabbi at gmail.com. And the absolute best way to get a hold of the fellas is to call into the radio show. This podcast airs live on the radio every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSTU 1450. And you can listen live online at WSTU 1450.com. And if you want to join the show, you can call in to 772-220-9788. That's 772-220-WSTU. Hey, everyone. This is Father Christian here on A Priest and a Rabbi. So happy for you to be here on this podcast with us. And and I want to uh, let you know that I have uh, started a uh, YouTube channel called Your Favorite Christian. And you can check it out on YouTube. And uh, every Monday, I drop a new episode. And it's always through the lens of faith, but taking on different topics such as dating, relationships, marriage, pop culture. Uh, I've done one recently where I went out to the art show and talked about how do we find our relationship with God through all the what all the latest artists are doing. Um, last week was what do women really want um, in a man uh, and interviewing different people to be a part of that. So uh, please check that out on YouTube. Subscribe, like, share, uh, put on the notifications so you get that every Monday. Um, I also want to let you know of uh, we this podcast wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a generous donor from St. Mary's Episcopal Church who wishes to remain anonymous. All he asked, though, was that um, the information gets out that St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Stewart has a healing center. And so you can call if you're looking for a counselor or someone to be there for you during a challenging time. And you can call the church at 772-287-3244. We also have a group of Stephen ministers who have been trained over 50 hours of training to be with you and walk with you during a time of crisis. They are not counselors. They are trained just to be more of the presence um, of, of Christ or and, and walk with you during a time of crisis, whether it's a, a good crisis of having, oh my gosh, my daughter's about to get married, or if there's something a little bit heavier. So give us a call, 772-287-3244, and I thank that anonymous donor who uh, makes this all possible. All right, God bless you, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome back to a priest and a rabbi and now a theater director walk into a radio studio. Uh, this is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church, and right next to me or two doors down from me is the most handsome rabbi you've seen this side of the Jordan River. It is Rabbi Matthew Durbin from Temple Beth Hayam. Uh, and so together we are a priest and a rabbi on this wonderful winter day in Stewart, Florida, and uh, with us today is Jennifer Jones from Starstruck Theater, who for 20 years has been swinging away and forming your children into respectable, confident adults who will be running for president someday, so, you know, no pressure on you, my sister. Future leaders of the world. Future leaders. So she has successfully flipped the script on this this radio show. It was all about the youth, us understanding the youth. Are they just a selfish, selfless, non-work ethic having generation? And she's like, let's not talking about the kids let's start talking about the adults because you are the major influence upon them so and we might already uh, have a caller if, if you want to have any questions for for um our lovely jennifer the number here is 772-220-9788 jennifer we talked about this 20-year span you've been in the biz and you have seen a lot of um the trends that have come and gone in our society and the cultural influences that have come upon our youth and what is the Let's 
have you seen a, 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 a is there something going on now in the yeah. 21st century with our kids and let's just talk about the challenges that they bring to the theater are you seeing something now that maybe you didn't see a while ago or is it, is it just the same thing as you like, guys kids are just kids it's the same thing that's been going on and on or you're like no 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 there's something a little different mm. So it's the no, 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 no. It's different. Um, I've been, I actually have been teaching for over 30 years because I also taught in the New York City public school system uh, in New York before I moved to Florida. And then, actually, I was the director of education at Temple Beit Hayam for four mm -hmm. years. Uh, and yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that, Father no. Christian. Are you serious? You did not know this. Holy yes. God. I know you were instrumental yeah. in the temple coming to be. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Instrumental in the temple and, and built the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our school. Sunday school, Sundays and Wednesdays. And I mean, I have been immersed with the children of Martin County for a long time. Holy cow. It makes I, sense. I, 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 I will, I will yeah. also give, give a shameless <laughs> plug both for Jennifer and certainly <laughs> for uh, Temple Beit Hayam. If you are interested, uh, our doors are open seven days a week. Yes, they are. Come check us out. Come to our sanctuary. As you see our sanctuary, you will see front and center a in our A picture of arc, Jennifer. A, uh, <laughs> you will see... Front and center in the um, in our ark in our sanctuary, a beautiful, beautiful uh, Sephardic Torah that oh. was donated uh, by you uh, in memory of your father. father. Oh, God bless. Yes. Yeah, so I, I will. I'll plug away. So the temple was a, uh, is and was just a, an amazing. You know, a few minutes ago, if you were listening, I was talking about um, making sure that your children are part of community. Um, and if there's religion in your life, to be a part of that in a really, really strong, important way because of the value systems that, that um, really shape who your children are and who you are. And it's just so healthy. Um, you know, we hear a lot about and read a lot about meditation, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But if there is religion in your life, what better way to kind of shut down and then go and do that on a Friday night or a mm -hmm. Sunday or whatever your religion is. But um, yes, the temple was a massively integral part of my life when I moved to Florida. And I was moving here searching for a community, mm -hmm. um, as so many people do when they move to a new area and they look for a temple or a church. And um, when my father passed, uh, my family and I, we, uh, we did, we bought this amazing Torah, and I have, um, what, you know, we were just there because our first rabbi of Temple Beit Hayam passed away recently, and, and Rabbi Durbin conducted a beautiful memorial service this past Sunday, and my husband Peter played the music and sang. He was his fabulous self, as, as always. Our favorite um, Catholic. <laughs> so uh, who sings so Hebrew really he well? He is so really good. Well. He's perfect for the show. You know, He's it's part of his part of his opera training in college was to sing in French and Italian and German. But the fact that he's got this Hebrew thing, like this Hebrew thing, down is it's it's mind blowing. You can you can. Vision that emoji. So uh, join us for high holidays yeah. of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, <laughs> where you hear Peter sing Avinu Malkenu. It is and the same it's, it's, it's almost Maria. as good as Streisand. <laughs> you could do Avinu Marino and Ave Maria all yes. on the same day. Oh my God! Imagine if he sang Ave Maria in yeah. Temple. It would be amazing. Mm. Okay, we can't do the that. New she was a good the Jew. new jazz. She was a good Maria was, was a good Jew. Yeah, yeah, we all started this way. So anyway, and you know what? <laughs> La last thing about Peter: not only does he play a mean piano and sing a mean song, but he helped me put the desks together when we were building the school in the temple. Hmm. No joke, he was there receiving all the orders with his, you know, being the carpenter that he is. Yes, uh, <laughs> not just a carpenter. 
There we go. So, anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about the changes that you have seen. Okay, so 30 years teaching, I have seen massive changes. And, you know, the sad, the sad reality of the changes is that it's not great stuff. I think that the rate of depression that I see in the children, in really young children too, which is, you know, we were talking before about middle school and high school, but let me tell you, there are six-year-olds and seven-year-olds walking around that are sad. Mm. They're sad. They're stressed out. Mm. They are overwhelmed. And I think hearing the language from mom or dad or teachers who walk around with their head down all the time saying words like, I'm stressed out, I'm stressed out, mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed, mm -hmm. this is... This language, we have to be really careful, the language we use around young people. Mm -hmm. They hear it. They say, you know, you say a word three times, it's your word. So when you hear a five-year-old say, I'm so stressed out, well, they heard that from mm -hmm. somewhere, and that is now part of their language. Mm. And language is very powerful. You say something a few times, you mean it. It's part of your psyche. It's part of who you are. So, you know, we talk about putting down the phones. Just like you don't curse in your house, perhaps, because you don't want your child to say a bad word, think about the other words and, and the vocabulary that you are using mm -hmm. that your child is hearing all the time. So that's something to be to be careful of. But, you know, I think... Um, how do you, Jen, Jen, how, yeah. do you, how do you deal with that within, within your own space in terms of Starstruck? Like, because you have such a wide range of students mm -hmm. that I assume some of those high school students learning lines doing the uh, academic stuff, everything else, family time, and, and maybe they use a comment of, oh, I'm just so stressed, I'm so pressured, this and yeah. the other, so I turn, to quench that. Yes, thank you, Robbie, I'm sorry. And I, I try to turn everything into the positive. Mm -hmm. So if they are stressed out, I will say, that, let, let's talk about that. Tell me tell me your list. I really, I kind of go right mm -hmm. right to the meat of it. Tell me, tell me what you have to do. And they list it, and I'm like, all right, let's prioritize. Let's really talk about this. And so I get them to prioritize. They immediately start to breathe just because someone is listening. Mm. That's number one. Okay. Someone's listening that's not holding a phone, right? So someone is listening, key, right? Next thing is they are able to vent. They, are, they have a voice, and they want to be heard, and they are getting it out. Getting it out is half the battle because, you know, it's kind of like throwing your problems up on a wall, and then you can look at them more clearly. And then they prioritize. What's the most important thing now? What's the most important thing tonight and going into your week, okay? That calms them down immensely. Um, and at Starstruck, I have kids who are doing a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, they are doing a lot. They have... Uh, lines to memorize, songs to sing, dance. I mean, it's, it's, and what I find are the most successful students at Starstruck are typically the most successful students at school. Mm -hmm. They always seem to go hand in hand. Why? Those are the kids that know how to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that I will say to my student who is really struggling and feeling overwhelmed, um, put down your phone. Mm -hmm. So here, you're not on your phone, you're doing all this wonderful work. Promise me that when you go home, I know you're going to look at it in the car, you're going to check in, right? But we just talked about the priorities of your evening. Don't mess it up by getting on the phone. You know, don't look at it. Just yeah. tell, tell your mom. It's great. <laughs> Have a place in your house when everybody comes home that they leave them in the kitchen before mm -hmm. they go into their bedrooms. Um, you know, but I also wonder how much of it, too, is a yeah. status symbol. 
right? I checked in oh, yeah. at Starstruck so that oh. others see <laughs> that I've checked in and I'm in this space. Oh, doing, yeah. Yeah. I'm an artist. It's a status I'm, thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I uh, I don't know that they do that. Well, thank you. I hope that they do that. Come on, kids. Are you checking it? I, I, I will uh, actually say at church, yeah. we say, okay, this is the one time you can take out your phone. Everyone check in right now to yeah. St. Mary's Episcopal Church I love and that. share our live feed. Now put your phone away. Yeah. So it's sort of like you shake hands with the devil well, a little bit because you know there might be people uh -huh. out there who are homebound who need to see this and it's a form of evangelism. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want you on your phone during the service. So you, you, yeah, it's a juggle. Yeah. It's a juggle. Well, I, I may I may steal that. Every once in a while, I'll go. I get so annoyed if I find out that one child. I, I, it's not annoyed. It's it's a it's a big faux pas if you're caught on a phone at Starstruck. But when we have found it, and our amazing stage manager, Missy, um, she'll go back there and then I'll say okay everyone take your phones out let's sell some tickets go mm -hmm. ahead promote the show and mm -hmm. now shut them off mm -hmm. so good. you know if you're going to do it let's do something together sure. as, as a community and positive for, so for Starstruck can yeah. you go back to so you said that so they, this and I don't want to bring us down but you, yeah. you were you're entering into some uh, so some hard truths here that you had have seen a change in how uh, uh let's the mental health or just the it's the, totally about the mental health you know you've I, seen uh, six-year-old kids who are sad and then, and then so if you're sad they're depressed and suicide is a very real thing mm. you um, didn't you weren't hearing those words in I, the past. oh god no and you know it's on it's another one of those words kids throw it around mm -hmm. they really throw it around and i have had students come talk to me this one said this and my friend and i'm like they committed suicide like how old was your friend? And we have to talk through this. And sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. And sometimes because they hear it so much, and we've all read this, mm -hmm. they view it as a choice mm -hmm. simply because they are exposed to the news, to the words in a way that they just were not 30 years ago. Now, I am not going to speak to the statistics because mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong uh, the wrong number. Does it feel like it's more? Yes. Do I know because of my work with Tykes and Teens that we have an unusually high rate of suicide in Martin County? Mm -hmm. Sadly, that is true. Um, my children's friends that I have known in our community in some of the private schools that have taken their lives, and it is profoundly, mm. profoundly sad, as you know. So that is definitely something I have seen more of. I absolutely see more depression I have more students that are in therapy. Therapy is a great thing. Please, please, please mm -hmm. do that for your child. If they are struggling with anything, please do that for your children. But yes, I have more students that are in therapy, more students that are, are medicated. Um, I can also say that a lot of kids that take medication do not take it when they are at Starstruck. Mm. It is something that, depending on medication, that we even ask because they some kids will come in with more of a blunted affect. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not that's mm. not the child that I knew a month ago or a week ago. What's going on here? And they don't need it because they're so much happier. They're completely invested in what they are doing. Mm. Um, and they just don't need it. And you see, well, if they're taking like more of a, a take yeah. as needed medication, like a Xanax or right. something like that, yeah, or or even uh, you know a lot of the kids that have ADD or ADHD mm -hmm. um, that need it to focus, and yet they don't need help focusing when they're doing something they love. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, yeah. that's prevalent in the arts and among teachers of the arts. We all we all talk about this, my colleagues and I, and we see this across the board. Um, but you know, you have to have a place where there's really not a lot of downtime. You know, like. We are here to rehearse, and those kids, we're, we're doing something. Mm -hmm. You come for an hour class, there's no sitting around. You are dancing for an hour or acting for an hour or whatever it is. So that's really important because in the downtime is when kids get into trouble.
Mm-hmm. Sure. So we, we, it's just tough. I don't want to put you in the position. I know you're not a child psychologist, right. but you have an we, you have an incredible amount of exposure and with the formation of youth and seeing them. And you've this this the anxiety, the depression, this this the just overall sadness, the medication, the mm-hmm. suicidal tendencies that we hear. I mean, this is a common theme that we've heard just in the last 45 minutes is is are the devices and the and the phones. So I'm assuming that has to be a big piece of this because of we you the, the exposure and the overwhelmingness of, of data, of mm-hmm. of impressions, of uh, the, the 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 challenge and the competition and you and you hear just the word suicide a lot just just being on there, right? Yeah. And so before 30 years ago, uh, it, it wouldn't be popping up on your screen a lot, so it's in your psyche. So I guess I'm trying to wonder where where, where we is it because can we put our finger that if, if there's one thing that if a teacher is listening, a parent that's listening, um, a youth uh, a youth leader is listening, that if we could put our th- uh, finger on one thing, um, I've heard community and I've heard uh, devices and social media. Mm-hmm. And I've heard how you've been empowering people to be in community, but also how you've also been – you've been very intentional how, how just in these last 40 minutes about the devices have got to go down. Mm-hmm. We need to focus here, and, and, you de- and it's creating a structure. So – it's hard to put a big brushstroke on this, but I'm wondering where where's the hope in all this? So I, as I'm listening to you, Christian, I'm one word is coming to my mind, and that is balance. Mm-hmm. You must have balance in your life as an adult. We all need that, and you have to teach your children and show by example balance, moderation. So. A phone is not a horrible thing. Social media does not have to be a horrible thing. Mm. The amount of time you spend on social media and on your phone can be a very horrible thing. Have you it's- have you had the opportunity? Um, you know, we talk about youth, and and you know, you had mentioned earlier that it's really um, uh, not so much about the youth as it is about you know the the the, the uh, ability of parents to use their influence and you're you're not their buddy you're their parent that's um, it you are so not their just, friend if my wife is listening um <laughs> I, I am quoting on this uh, i am not my kid's buddy i am my kid's parent but um have you have you had to have that conversation with parents and their their yes. children so i am not a counselor however after doing this for many many years i have many families and many parents that do come to me and i think they come to me because i know their children really well i spend an enormous amount mm-hmm. of time yeah. With their kids, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I I speak to the parents. I try to instill in them exactly what you are saying, uh, Rabbi, that they are not their friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I remember being a young mom and my mother saying to me, Jennifer, you're not their friend. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, right, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned that lesson even when I was 21 and I my I started teaching in New York in the public school system and I had a mentor. Um, Mrs. Harriet Finkelstein. And I I, I think she was like, she had surgery and I took her class over and she said, don't forget, teaching is not a popularity contest. Mm. You are there Mm -hmm. to teach, to guide, not to be their friend. And it it stuck with me my entire life. And I think that's why at Starstruck I have, I know exactly where that line is. I am so incredibly close with so many of my students, but they know there is a line there. And no matter what, the integrity of my position, the integrity of the 
teacher-student, director-actor relationship, that is first and foremost. Every decision that I make at Starstruck is for the greater good. Mm -hmm. It is not for one child and one family. It is for everybody. What is best for the cast? What is best for the entire class? Mm -hmm. And it's not about one child. That is very important as a parent to, I think, understand that philosophy. Because if you think the world is revolving around your child, you will send that message to your child, mm -hmm. and your child's going to be in trouble. That will lead to a depressed child. Because if they think that they're it, they're number one, that the universe revolves around them, and then they go in the world and they realize it doesn't, boom, mm -hmm. depression, mm -hmm. boom, sadness. Reality smacks them in the face. They're like, oh, this isn't about me? Hmm. That's, a, that's a big issue. Mm -hmm especially the world we live in, a lot of parents, they're just pushing their kids so hard, so hard mm -hmm. all the time. Listen to your kids, look at the signs, back off a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? Push them when they wanna be pushed, push them when they need a little push in a certain direction. But I think everyone can back off just a little bit mm -hmm. and we can start in our houses. Mm -hmm. Just start in your house. Yeah, this there's my boss has this book that he's been giving out to everyone in the church, especially all the leaders, which is called Boundaries, mm. and how do we create healthy boundaries in our lives? And I think Rabbi, as a, as as a rabbi, as a priest, is just instilling those boundaries that, like you said, Jennifer, it, it's it's easy to fall into the popularity contest, mm -hmm. right? Even I mean, this is for all generations, for everyone, for everyone yep. right? You want to be the friend, right? And especially as, and you want to be liked, right? And, and so, but that I'm not doing anyone, any business, like any good as a priest, if I'm trying to win your affection. Now, I'm, I'm your spiritual director. That's what I'm, what's what I'm here for. I'm not your psychologist too. Because so. it's not about you, it's about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we all have egos. Absolutely. So it's hard. And I think even as a parent, they have egos. Mm -hmm. They want to be loved and they want to be liked. But I, I, I just, there's, I hope I can send the message to parents that, you will be liked and you will like your child so much more mm. if you parent strongly. Mm -hmm. Parent strongly. Parent strongly. And then you will raise children that you actually like hanging out with when they're older. Mm. And I have two fairly old kids, 24 and 27, and I like hanging out with them. And I like seeing them get up in the morning and read a book and not be on their phone, you know, mm -hmm. when they're home visiting. Like, I love seeing that. Peter and I just... We love that. We love going out to dinner and, and knowing that no one is on their phone for three or four hours. Mm. It's so relaxing. <laughs> this is a great way to wrap up the show because we started off at Youth Gone Wild and we just, we've gone all the way to Parent Strongly. I mean, that, that's what this is about. It's about healthy boundaries and parenting strongly. This is, this is not just, you know, we making the youth into this like foreign alien. They're like, who are these people, right? And if I can say one last thing, there are so many incredible parents out there incredible parents that are raising amazing children that I am so grateful to get to work with every single day at Starstruck. Sure. So. And I think, I think, you know, one of the things too that was highlighted and I know we're, we're running out of time, but is, is Jennifer, what you had mentioned before about community, yes. right? Whether it be a, a religious community, your, um, uh, uh, art community, whether it be your academic community, your family community, your, even your own self 
community is that we all form so many different identities, so many different communities. And I'm going to throw in the, uh, the, the, the rabbi Jewish bit, uh, which is that Rabbi Hillel once said 2,000 years ago, uh, do not, uh, and I stress, do not separate yourself from community. That I think that there is opportunities to be invested in starstruck community as well as, say, the Jewish community or the Christian community, the Episcopal community, um, and to be able to form those identities that that form a strong uh, and committed uh, uh, just relationship between between all three. And that's that's the theme for this show that we've seen over the last fifty episodes that we've had over I think and we're over at and seventy. Over. Are we at seventy now? We, you and I are like something. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> But These over guys are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, absolutely, because it is it is a missing piece in our in our society. And there's so many people. We've just had the episode before on loneliness and isolation, mm-hmm. and people feel more lonely. And that's not just an elderly thing. That mm-hmm. that's all generations is feeling absolutely. more lonely. So we are so grateful. Miss Jennifer, for you to be on the show. If folks want to learn more about Starstruck, learn more about you and Peter, um, wh- where do they go? They go to starstruckfl.com. They can drive right over to 2101 South Canner Highway. We are really like the gateway to downtown Stewart when you get off 95. Um, and we have open doors. It's a great purple place filled with music and children, lots and lots of children who are happy and skipping and jumping and singing. And um, we would love to meet you. Well, it has been awesome having you on here and Peter having you here in the studio. Thank you Next for time having we do us. part due, Peter's got to get a mic because we've got to yeah. hear from him. Rabbi, what you got going on at the temple this is coming up? Oh, boy. Uh, we got a lot going sounds, on. Um, join us this Sunday. We Positive have what we call the Treasure Coast Jewish Film Festival. Six films, three congregations. Uh, it will be this Sunday at 2 o'clock at Temple Beit Hayam. We are showcasing the film Prosecuting Evil. Uh, it is a film uh, based on the Nuremberg uh, Trials uh, in 1945. Uh, I hope you will join us. The film is being dedicated to one of our members, uh, Alex Moskovic, who sadly uh, passed away about a year ago. He's a survivor. Uh, his son is a f- uh, film director out of New York. He'll be here on Sunday. We got tons of stuff coming up. Check us out, uh, tbhfl.org. Check our calendar. Uh, like us on social media. We got a ton of stuff coming up. Cool. And as we all know, the MLK celebration is coming up here in Martin County. So St. Mary's Episcopal Church will be walking in the parade and we'll have a booth at the celebrations of come. Let's build community together with our brothers and sisters uh, for and to celebrate Martin Luther King. So God bless you. Check out the podcast if you just tuned into this episode on anything, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Go check it, like it, share it. We will see you next Friday here on A Priest and a Rabbi. And today, a theater director walked into a radio station. God bless you. Peace.